and welcome to episode 21 of the Tales of Crisis. With me, your host, Martin Swaffield, and once more I am joined by our regular co-host, Mr. James Chalmers. Evening, Chalmers. Good evening, how are you? I'm very well. We've also got an extra special guest as well, Mr. Tony Moore. Good evening, Tony. Good evening, chaps. How are you both? We are well. (laughs) It is is warm. (laughs) Yeah. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. I would have paid some models and I was like, I need a primer. Yeah, I'm not going to do it in this weather. <laughs> not worth the risk. So we're recording at about quarter to nine on an evening in the UK. And I'm sat in my shed and the temperature in my shed, it's already it's still 25 degrees, which in the UK is normally a hot summer's day. So the fact that we're, we're on a night time and it's still that temperature just shows how bad it is for us. I know a lot of international listeners will probably be sat there going, 25, that's that's, that's nothing. That's cool. Get a jumper, guys. <laughs> exactly. But for us, I know some of the Italians over the weekend, we were all dying. They were like, oh, yeah, we had to go get a coffee because we were feeling cold. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice thing to have, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I mean, to be fair, we did joke about them bringing the weather with them. So we can't complain that they did. No, absolutely. I, I packed a rain jacket when we travelled down because I was like, Manchester, it's probably going to rain. And it just never left the car. It was one of those ones where I was like, I'm glad I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah, I had my two thick uh, Warlords hoodies. <laughs> they, they didn't leave the bag once. Thankfully, I packed an extra pair of shorts, so that definitely helped. But uh, yeah, it, it was a definitely warm in Element Games. Yeah, it was w- warm all weekend, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Um, no matter where we went. So, um, we this episode, we're going to try and get through the Teams event from the weekend just gone. So that was the 9th and 10th of July. But before we do that, we're going to briefly go into uh, a new release, a reveal today. So hot of the press, we've had Ursa Major, the bear. So we've seen a picture of him already but now we've actually seen the cards initial thoughts for this one charmers i like him yeah I, I like him because he's so straightforward there's no jankiness there's no like tricks or anything it's literally it's a bear that slaps that charges and throws a bit of terrain like he's solid four threat seven health on each side as well it's really good um but yeah it, it like I just like him. He's a kind of very straightforward, put him on the table and he's there to fight rather than he can maybe be a support piece or move stuff around or like do everything else, control things. It's just, no, he's a true attrition uh, character. Absolutely. Like you said, seven health on each side, three, three, four for his defense, size three. He's only a small mover, but he's got, I believe, a medium base as opposed to a large base. So it's not going to be that slow, but. As you say, his superpowers are very basic. Charge, throw size three or less. So it's just terrain, but throw it medium, which is very nice. He's got aggressive, so he's coming back at you. And then a five dice attack with bleed. And a seven dice spender with a throw. And, and stagger. And, and auto stagger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're both automatic. So um, very basic. Well, not basic, but very simple, shall we say. Tony, can you see yourself putting him in anywhere? I, I, I think this new uh, new little rusky fashions uh, faction sorry is shaping up quite tastily actually. Um, 
as you say, it's such a simple piece. Um, but the fact that he's got, if you can get some power into him, because let's be, be honest, a five dice build is not going to be a big power generator. Um, but you know, if you put him in a power generating faction, he's he's going to do do some serious work for you. And yeah. the aggressive and charge as well, I think, is um, that as a combination just means he's going to be everywhere. Is he the first character we've seen with the slow charge? Can't think of any oh, other character the with the charge head, yeah, that's moving out. I think so. I think most of them are all long or medium. Yeah. I can't can't think of anyone that has no, because even like Juggernaut, he doesn't really have a charge. It's more a push. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like him. I, I'm a bit like Tony. Like, I'm not. I think we talked about it in the last episode. Like the Winter Guard, it's something that I've not really kind of read in comics, but Looking at the characters, like they do look quite fun. It'll be interesting to see how Red Guardian plays as well. Um, cause we, I think he's the only one we've not seen a card for yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be interesting to see if anyone else is affiliated, if kind of Black Widow's in there at all, or I don't know. It, four characters could be the one stumbling block for him if it is just those. Yeah, I mean, imagine Winter Soldier could quite easily slot in there anyway. But um, I, I think. Background wise, they they formed to hunt down the Black Widow, so I don't know whether she'd uh, make that team. But um, I was just gonna say though, with um, with Dark Star having the the teleport as well, that short move on the bear becomes less of an issue. Yeah, absolutely, and, and there are ways and means of moving these guys around. But um, they say medium base short moves not too bad. Have Runking Pin enough times to know that you can still get around with that. Added in the charge and aggressive. It's it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a handful. Um, you're gonna have to really think about how to deal with him because I don't think you, although he is only a five dice builder, I don't think you're gonna be able to just ignore him. No, that that seven dice as soon as he gets the extra little bit of power, that seven dice auto stagger auto throw, it is gonna cause some people problems. Yeah, I mean his spend is just just solid, isn't it? Because it's all auto, there's no on damage this. So the seven dice, you're like, oh, three power for that. But actually, you, the auto damage from the throw and the stagger is just, uh, yeah, very, very solid. It's the attack Thor always wishes he had. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Excellent. And it is an awesome looking model as well. There's, there's a picture of him in the woods with, uh, unfortunately, he's in the woods with a concrete base. But. Yeah, you've got him in the woods there doing his, his roar and whatever. Um, he, he looks absolutely fantastic. So I can see him definitely turning up in a, a fair few rosters going forward. Excellent. Right. So as we mentioned, we went to an event um, that was run by Tony. And we're going to go into a little bit of a discussion now on how Tony found the event. And then we're going to come back and talk about the actual lists or the actual games that we played as a team so welcome back and i'm now joined by tony moore the event organizer of both the nation's team event and the infinity soul gem singles event welcome tony hello thanks for having me back not a problem have you recovered from the weekend just about yes (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, because I, I don't know, I was uh, I was volunteering on Monday as well, so I was stuck in a, a school hall. Um, mm. So that's three days on the bounce with an early start and, and uh, in a in a big room in the heat. So uh, yeah, that was probably not good planning on my part. No, but you, at least you've had a day now to recover. Yes, yes, a whole day. It's, it's <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so we'll. we'll start with going through the team's event so for those that have listened to our episode our last episode uh, tony and i went through all the different teams um in preparation for it and we went through the lists etc um and now we, we've had the event so how did you find running your first team's event um it was uh incredibly interesting should we go with incredibly interesting um <laughs> There was a lot more manual um, sort of data gathering than I am used to running single events, um, largely because Longshanks does not do five-man uh, team events yet, although they are working on it. So we had um, a kind of sort of automated, but sort of not automated system, which was uh, extremely... Um, uh painful when uh you know sheets came back wrong uh and things like that but uh, we muddled through and uh and we sort of got there in the end and the, the the main thing though was that the right people got the right awards so we've triple checked that just to make sure so um but yeah that aside you know at the end of the day and um i i always sort of sort of lead with this in a way but i think it's, it's worth always highlighting that the community as a whole is just such super, super sound and awesome people. Um, and it's a pleasure to sort of host and, and run because the people that are there are so good. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I was saying all weekend, what a fantastic atmosphere it was to have that many people from multiple different nations all come together for like the first big team event like that and yet it was such a great atmosphere all weekend yeah that, that's it um so yeah from from my point of view um a few technical bits in the background that you know hopefully you guys didn't really see too much of um but yeah overall i think everything was played in the right spirit and the atmosphere was good uh you know people enjoyed the weekend and have you know messaged me since um in fact one one chap who i won't mention for, for fear of embarrassment for him <laughs> um but he, he he kind of had a, a bit of a, a poor you know bad run and you know he's like oh, i'm not sure this is the game for me and and, and whatnot and he's a bit down by the end of the weekend uh, but messaged me since and sort of said look i just want to say you know i was a bit down because the last game i played wasn't so great um but the actual event itself was 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 really enjoyable and well put together etc and uh, he's like I, I don't want to put a downer on your weekend because overall it was it was good and then you know enjoyed the comradeship and, and that side so uh that, that's that's all i can really ask no absolutely um and like I say it felt like everybody was having fun especially in the team spit because it was just so it wasn't you as an individual, it was you as a group of people um, against another group of people. Um, and I felt that really came through. I felt the last one we did where it was just the three teams because it was quite small, they, it, it felt like teams but only for small parts of it, whereas this one felt, I think, because it was bigger and because 
we had more people, it felt more that you could, it was 16 teams rather than 18 individuals. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I felt that um, sort of, I know there's been a little bit of conversation hasn't there, about the pairing process and things like that as well. Um, but it felt like a team event, um, you know, and I think the certainly talking to people about list design and things like that, if everyone gets everything they want, then then that's that's that it's okay. But the fact that people had to sacrifice for the team makes yeah. it feel more like a team. Um, so you know that even that side, um, I, I was I was quite pleased with how that that sort of panned out as well. Absolutely. So, what advice would you give anybody doing a, a team event, organising team event? Were there any things in particular that jumped out now that you've done it that you would think, oh, I might do that differently, or that worked really well? Um, so, the, I, I made changes sort of going in. So, uh, the event morphed from my initial vision. Um, so, originally, I envisioned I'd be hosting a Six Nations style event. Um, kind of home nations and guests scenario um but then it, it was quickly sort of went like caught up and went past that so um obviously it became nations that, that's that's hence where the name came from um i think the highlander style works really well as i say it forced teams to make decisions um you know and have those conversations and while you're having the conversation you know do i get well, it won't be med pack anymore, will it? Uh, nope. Packed up or, um, uh, you know, brace for impact. You know, you're making concessions and conversations and you're building that that sort of team spirit all the way through. Um, so that's, that's definitely staying. I, th- I think that works uh, really well. Um, I think the pairing process, um, you know, I, I think it went OK. I know there was a, a bit of confusion. And I think I caused a little bit of that confusion, to, to be fair. Um, but I thought that was OK as well. Uh, I think in terms of the, the, the terrain, I don't think I quite got that as mirrored as I'd like, just because, you know, to fill um, so many boards, you're pretty much scrabbling around to get whatever you can get terrain wise uh, on the table. Um, and, you know, shout out to uh, Ellis um, of Elysium uh, War Game because he lent me uh, a load of terrain. Marcus brought a load of terrain up uh, as well. So uh, between the three, and, and, and obviously I use mine. So between that, uh, I think we only needed about 10 boards worth from Element which, you know, I think as a community spirit and a community getting together was was, was pretty commendable, really. Yeah, no, that, that is great. No, I think the pairing, because I've been involved in some of those conversations as well, I preferred the video version of the pairing, where mm-hmm. in the, the second one's in, you only put one down, because what we found when we put two down at that point, if one of you picks which one of those they want first then it kind of tells you what's going into the middle yeah so it then yeah, tells the yeah. opponent which way and it, it then got a little bit disjointed um the other thing with the scenery we didn't actually pay that much attention to it but i think in our round three the one we lost to the yeah. italians that was one of the first things they did they came in they started looking around all the tables look and took that really seriously yes and it yeah. got me thinking at that point that actually i wondered whether it would actually be better to randomize it 
So you do all your pairings, and then you roll, I don't know, a D5, whatever that would be, a D10 in half, um, and you randomly pair them on the table so that there is still that element of chance as such. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I, I, I get that. The, so the the original plan, just to which I was talked out of, um, and I think rightly talked out of, to be fair, um, was that I would pre-allocate a crisis to tables and mirror those across the five rows. Right. Because um, it allowed me then to be pure Highlander. I didn't have to do the, you can at least one, no more than two and, and all of that. Um, but better sense prevailed and uh, we, we opted to, to go with the, the, the way we went, which I think was the right call. Yes. I think you lose too much by taking the crisis selection and that pre-game away. So the um, you know the way we did the tables then was supposed to be add that little element to it. And I, and I think um, not that you guys weren't a serious contender. I, th- I think you you were in my you know I, I think you'll do well. I think you, you're going to be up there. Um, so. Um, but you know, like you say, the, the, the Italians and the Spanish teams. Uh, not so, so much sure on on Jones, but certainly those uh, guys that have come over, they were very keen to make sure that a Magneto player got on the board with all yeah. the size twos and threes, and um, they were a lot more uh, savvy with it. So yes. I'm not sure it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just something that we as players we rock up, we play on the side, we stood on. Uh, you know, we, we're pretty chilled with that kind of thing. So I think it may well just be uh, a victim of the fact that, you know, the, the way we're chilled in that sense um, might well have played into that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, all weekend I didn't see a single person swap sides. I never swap sides. I don't think I've ever swapped sides in a game. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, on I TTS, I think most people will spin the table round and round. Um, it, it's a really weird thing. Like when you get to it in real life, it, it just doesn't even come up. I, I think at one point one of the Italians said, oh, which side do you want? And I kind of thought, oh, I get to choose that, do I? Um, but yeah, on TTS, it's something that I would just naturally do. I would look at the board and start spinning it. But in real life, I would just be like, well, I'm this side, you're that side. Crack yeah. on. <laughs> you know. So, and I think, you know, that that, that might, be a, might be a cultural thing that, you know, because we do play a lot of games in, um, you know, sort of smaller venues and and shops and things where space is a premium. Yeah. But half the time you pick the side because you're there first that's got the most room or somewhere you can put your bag or your drink. So, um, you know, I think might, that might just be something that we as a as a British community need to be more more clued on to maybe. Absolutely, because it does it does make a difference. You know, having the terrain in different places does actually make a, a big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's still something that I, I will take some getting used to yeah and i think i mean just a, as a small thing so i've been running um convocation more recently um and i will always make sure that my you know these big terrain i always make sure my flyers are over that side yeah for example whereas i'm not in you know whereas actually kind of like well i need them to face off against them or i need to do this whatever um you know, and that kind of well, actually, that building over there. But you know, I need that character on that side for, for 
other reasons you know you, you may well find swapping sides might be a better better option but uh, there you go anyway that's a that's a <laughs> a long way around to saying uh, yeah i think uh, uh needed to put a bit more thought perhaps into mirroring the terrain so that that wasn't as big a, a thing but uh yeah that, that that would be uh on that side uh I also think I need to work into the timetable um, a captain-specific briefing and give that the proper time it deserved because um, yeah. I kind of had a 15-minute briefing of which I had a little bit with the captains and then the rest with everybody. And, and I think I realistically should have had a 15-minute captain briefing, go through the pairing process with everyone, explain how the forms worked, what I expected to come back and when, a little bit clearer, um, and then do the you know health and safety first aid fire exits etc uh, to everyone um, so putting that time and setting that time I think would have been uh, better and, and certainly something uh, w- will be in there going forward yeah that makes sense because it wasn't a, a massively early start so adding an extra 15 minutes in there shouldn't be a problem for anybody no no absolutely excellent um well, we're now going to go into our games, so we'll come back and Tony and I will go through the end results. So, the weekend started with a, a lovely trip down on the Friday in sweltering heat, but it wasn't too bad in the end. We we, we got there in relatively good time, didn't we? We Myself, yeah. you, you were driving and managed to get Sam and Ant in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, got down to the Airbnb that we were hiring, which is literally around the corner from Element, which is brilliant. Um, I will not be sharing the details because it is uh, going to be our little... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be our place for each time, yeah, Exactly. Every time we go to Element. I think Ant's convinced to uh, actually buy the place. But um, <laughs> I would recommend, if there's a group of you going to events, Airbnb does make life a lot easier, cheaper. Um, and it's great, especially for a team thing like this, where we were all getting together as a team it kind of kept it together yeah definitely uh on the friday night we got, managed to play a bit of marvel champions as well we did that was fun and that, that was, was the first time first i played attempt? it yeah what did you think it of was? it uh, well i bought three decks the next day so uh, <laughs> i think that kind of explains it um no i loved it it was just nice like kind of bit different i'm always a big fan of card games anyway so the fact that it's all co-op and it's not a kind of competitive game. You're just playing with your mates against, uh, uh, well, it's not AI, is it? It's, uh, yeah, it's, call it AI. Yeah. It's card AI. AI. Um, um, no, really fun. It was nice, like, kind of ease into the thing rather than just going to Element and having drinks and playing some games when we were already going to be playing quite a bit all uh, weekend. So, uh, no, it was nice. We've all got takeaway and just chilled out for the night. Yeah, and we finally managed to beat Rhino. I know for some of our listeners, that will be something they probably did on the first attempt. However, it took us quite a while, but we did manage to beat Rhino. So it uh, started the weekend off on, on a win. <laughs> I'm going to say it's because of me, because like you Absolutely. like, yeah, he's rock hard. And I was like, no, nah, he's fine. Not a problem. <laughs> um, and then Saturday morning, not a super early start, but a nice little bit of breakfast. Tom uh, met us at the house got together yep. first time we'd met tom so good to to meet him before the event as opposed to like rocking up for game one and just being there i uh, had a good chat with them got some food sorted and then we walked across to element in glorious mm-hmm. sunshine yeah no it was nice it was uh i didn't realize it was going to be as we were kind of saying earlier 
it was meant to be that hot all, all weekend. But uh, no, it, it was nice. It's kind of a good little walk and bit of a kind of, like you said, chat amongst the team and just having a bit of a laugh, really. So it's yep. a nice start. No, absolutely. Um, and then we got there. We had our introduction from Tony. Kind of just went through and said what, what was going on. A bit of a, a safety briefing. And then round one, and we were the very first team announced, which meant we were on stream. Look at uh, that. I've never been on stream before, I don't think. I know you have in your AOS have days, haven't you? AOS at Warhammer World. Yep. And... It was very much a round four. Oh, yeah, you're going on the stream because you're like at the top. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you just kind of got that added pressure of people going to be watching now and kind of uh, working out what you're doing. But uh, no, it was nice. Um, we were actually playing a team which I think we all kind of wanted to play. Yeah, well, what we said was we wanted to play people. We wanted to play some international teams and we yes. wanted to play people that we'd never played before. Um so yeah, and and the stream was interesting because with something like the AOS stuff, it's kind of a known quantity. I think streaming of live events is still relatively new for MCP, so we didn't yeah. know whether or not there'd be thousands of people sat there watching it, or just one person sat in their basement laughing at us all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably somewhere in between. Um, but the the stream, I must admit, you know, we'd said that we thought it might have been a bit interfering as such but it wasn't at all uh so rob from the honest game from the honest war gamer uh, was doing the stream and he had cameras in just the right places they didn't interfere you know there was somebody walking around asking some questions but other than that that was just like just felt like anybody else walking around asking some questions it didn't interfere with the flow or anything um so yeah it was great and th- the best thing about being on the stream was whereas for the other rounds the five tables were in a straight line for this one you had kind of more enclosed so there were two tables on one bit and then three tables on the next so where i was sat i was kind of sat in the middle of all of it which as we get to it turned out to be really useful for me later on yes yeah um so round one we played five troco locos and one cup um which was one of the Spanish teams. So I say big tick there, managed to get to play an international team. Excellent, guaranteed to be five people we'd never met before, never played before, so that was good. They rocked up, um, we all said hello, and again, because you had to do the pairings, it was great because it meant that you, you as a team turned up and went through it all. Um, and the morning before we'd actually gone through i'd printed out all, all the teams and me sam and Anth had gone through who we did and didn't want to play yeah i wouldn't say we used it that much but we did use it a little bit i can't remember exactly what order they went down but we managed to put it out um and, and it was quite good i think we all were relatively happy with who we were playing and we kind of just got stuck in as I say, it's on the stream. I know if you go to Twitch, you can go and watch it back. Um, the stream cut between different tables, so you don't get a full stream of an individual table, but they just cut between different ones as things were going on. So you can get to see the general theme. Who did you get, and what were they playing then? Um, so I got the captain, who was Adrian Manzano. I hope that's how I've uh, said his name. Um, but 
he was playing Brotherhood. So I have my uh, Guardians slash Black Order. Um, and yeah, it, it was kind of very much, like you said, we kind of went through the list and I was to kind of, I'll play whoever if anyone doesn't want to play him. And I think when the Brotherhood list came out, everyone had a, a no. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll play him. Um, I don't mind Brotherhood. I quite like playing them, uh, like uh, playing as them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind playing against him. I mean, Magneto's a pain, but he's, he can still die. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I can, um, he got priority, which meant I got the choose priority, um, uh, threat level, sorry. And we played, uh, research station and, uh, it's not intrusions. It's the other one, demons. Demons downtown. Downtown. The incinerates. So we're both basically playing EMAP, so straight down the middle. Um, and at this point, because he was playing Brotherhood, I chose 16. Uh, I went 16, I was like, ah, oh, he, uh, he can't fit like Magneto and Juggernaut and everyone else in. And then he came out with Magneto, Juggernaut, Mystique and Toad. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, no, that's a, probably a normal core 16 that they use. Um, so I went with Star-Lord, Drax, uh, Rocket, Groot, Nebula, and Proxima Midnight as a um, extra three in there. Um, I just kind of thought, well, if I've got kind of Star-Lord Groot as a kind of range attacks, uh, Nebula can just go hunting because it's straight down the middle. And then Proxima's, she's got long move and she's got the spear throw to be placed within one with a like range three. So she's got quite a lot of movement in this. Um and yeah, it kind of, it just turned into a bit of a slugfest, really. Um, turn one, Nebula, one shot Mystique off the middle objective, just with one shot of the, uh, with her blaster pistols. I think I rolled two crits and then re-rolled everything into like six damage, which Very nice. was nice. Um, so that, that definitely helped because it meant that I kind of scored that middle objective straight away. Um, Drax kind of moved into that middle bit as well to fight Juggernaut. Which I've not really used Drax that much, but once he gets vengeance and a few damage, I, I think he went in with a, uh, what's it, Titan Slayer, his spender, with something like 11 dice or something like that. Um, but it, it took about two turns to get rid of Juggernaut. I just had to basically focus everything, uh, Onto Juggernaut. I, I managed to get a deadly duo off and get rid of Mystique and Day's Juggernaut and do a couple of points of damage on Magneto in like one round, which was nice. Um, and then Proxima Midnight what, managed to teleport onto the home objective, uh, their home objective, get rid of Toad, or Dazem, I should say, then had one health lift left after she flipped and continued to uh, do martial prowess on every single attack and survive two rounds of attacks from Magneto to do four damage and then did the final two damage to kill Toad and stayed alive on one wound to win the game. Definitely your MVP. 16-6, yeah. Even he was just like, how is she not dead? <laughs> I, I could hear it going on behind me and I just kept hearing this. Like, and she's going to do, oh, she's still alive and she's going to attack you back. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it just turned into one of those. Uh, everything kind of worked. I mean, Guardians with rerolls, I just, they're so good. 
Um, you, you think you've done a like not that great, and then you re-roll two dice, and suddenly you've turned it into a decent dice roll. Um, but yeah, it ended up uh, round six. I ended up basically tabling him and scoring the sixteen points. Then, so it w- it was very much a not straightforward game, but it was very much a one-sided game. Uh, I think kind of getting rid of Mystique straight away was a or dazing her turn one was a very lucky play and then getting rid of her with a deadly joy definitely helped me but um no great game i mean it was it was a great opponent as well we had a good laugh and we were kind of chatting over the whole weekend as well so um no really enjoyed it how about you congratulations so i played victor di diego vara hopefully i've said that right Uh, and he was running criminal syndicate now i used to play with criminal syndicate i thought not not my preferred matchup but it was one that I was happy to take. And we ended up playing Struggle for the Cube and Portals Over and City with Spider People. We went 17 and I pulled out my standard 17. Uh, so this was, as we mentioned before, this was before I had access to Heimdall and Scourge. So my standard 17 at that point was Thor, Angela, Valkyrie and Loki. Mm-hmm. I probably should have put Winter Soldier instead of Valkyrie in, which I think I did later on, just to keep that back objective. But I stuck Thor and Loki on my left, Angela and Valkyrie on my right. I picked up two of the cubes with Angela in the first play. I think I must have had priority, um, which again probably wasn't the best idea. The other issue I had was I didn't, I've never played against Shadowland Daredevil before. So I didn't realise, to my own fault, that you only got the rerolls on objective holders. So a couple of times I left people on objectives when actually I would have been better off moving them. Um, because they were paid flips and they didn't necessarily need to be there. So yeah. what happened was Loki and Thor went down my left and faced off against Killmonger and Shadowlands Daredevil. And they, they held their own over there. That wasn't the problem. The problem was on my right where I had Angela and Valkyrie against Sin, Hood and Zemo. Essentially, Zemo was giving out the re-rolls. Hood was getting the re-roll. Hood and Sin were getting the re-rolls from the leadership and they were rapid firing and they just obliterated the two of them. They were just rapid fire, re-roll, re-roll, rapid fire, re-roll, re-roll. You know, they were doing excessive amounts. I fluffed some dice. You know, we both laughed at the fact that the dice didn't quite go out. You you would have liked, but even then I, I made some silly mistakes by not realizing what the the leadership fully entailed. Um, like I said, I, I felt comfortable on the left. I think dealt with everything there it was just on the right just didn't have enough to, to keep me alive so i lost that one um let me just check what the score was it was 11 16 in the end so it was relatively close on the scoreboard but i think yeah. i was the first or second of our team to finish so i was just sat there which was the the good thing because where i was sat i had table to left and right of me table behind my left and behind my right and everybody was still playing i think tom had just finished at the same time we did um so it's kind of keeping like as both tom and i had lost so we were yes two nil down 
and I was looking around and I think Anth was next to finish and he managed to pull out a win. And then you finished and you managed your win. So then we were 2-2 and it was getting a bit, ooh, hang on, where's this going to go? And I think Sam, time was ticking out and they'd literally got to the last three minutes and I think Sam and his opponent had one character left to move. They were on a draw at the time. And I said to Sam, you do realise what the the way that it works because what I wanted to make sure was I didn't want to tell him what to do because you don't I don't want to interfere in teams but I wanted to yeah. make sure he understood what the criteria was if you go to a draw and I think at the time it was if you go to a draw because it was dice down so dice down at the end of the when the time runs out if it's a draw you you score it at that point if that's a draw then you go to you do a cleanup phase as such that's still a draw then it's characters lost i think it was and he'd lost more characters than his opponent so i wanted to make sure that he understood that he needed to be in a position if it had to go to dice down that he was that he could win that he could yeah. win thankfully i don't think it got to dice down i think they did it with about 30 seconds left i think from memory he ran um Nick Fury onto a point. So he, he did his eye in the sky to get Nick Fury away, which wasted a load of power on Gambit. And then he right. ran him back onto the point at the last second. Um, and then they did clean up and, and he won from that. So we managed to win our first round, which mm-hmm. I think we were all a little bit surprised by. Um, it wasn't, you know, we went into this just to have a bit of a laugh to do okay. Um, and, and play people we hadn't played before. So we won our first round, which was, which was good. Yeah, it was it was nice. It's always like when you play a foreign team and that you've never seen before or never played, like and don't know any of the players, you just don't know what to expect. Um so yeah, to kind of start the day on the win, it was a it was a nice start. Yeah. So then round two we were paired with the Mancunians of the Multiverse. So that was our round two opponents. So mm-hmm. we were off stream and we were across uh, so they were one of the local teams from Element. And this is where I started my run of playing against captains. So from this point onwards, I played the remaining three rounds <laughs> all against captains. And that wasn't planned at all. It just how it just happened. Yeah. Yep. So who did you get paired with? Um, so I got paired against uh, Matt Robinson, who was playing X-Men uh, with Storm. Yep, as the leader. Down as Swiss on the spreadsheet for those that are trying to follow along. Um, And we were playing uh, Cubes, and we were also playing Demons Downtown again. So this one, it was kind of very much on the wides and straight down the middle. Um, And he got priority, and... I just fancy playing larger points, so we went with 19. <laughs> um, and I went pure Guardian, so I had Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, uh, Drax, Ronan, and Gamora. So it was uh, very much all the Guardians minus Nebula. Um, I just fancy trying to play them all and giving them all a good run out. Um, he had X-23 and Honey Badger, Beast, Cable, Magic, and Storm. Um, so, yeah, he got priority, and I 
didn't realise how much movement X-Men can get in turn one with like Storm's uh, leadership ability. Oh, yes. So Beast basically yeah. teleported in front of uh, Cable, because obviously Cable's got a larger base. Or, or No, he's got the same size base, doesn't he? But yeah. yeah. Uh, teleported with Cable, double moved up to where my uh, right-hand objective was, which yeah. I just didn't expect to see. Picked it up, then played uh, to me my X-Men from Storm. So he moved short again, backwards, and yep. I might have to pick up his <laughs> objective. <laughs> and I was like, oh. He was like, yeah, it's the first time I've ever got it off. But yeah, that works. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So that kind of threw me a bit. Um, and then it all went a bit bonkers on round one. Um, Ronan picked up an objective, moved into the middle. Cable moved in and one-shot Ronan, which I wasn't expecting. Then picked up the cube that Ronan had dropped and picked up the middle of uh, cube. Then uh, Gamora went in. Uh, sorry, then Rocket moved forwards and plinked off a load of health off Cable. Then uh, Magic moved forwards. Then Gamora went in and killed Cable. And then threw herself into Magic and dazed Magic. So at the end of turn one, we had Cable, Magic... And Ronan all dazed. Which we were both looking at, what is going on here? <laughs> like, this was, it just didn't really make sense. The next turn, Cable then activated first, body slid straight into the middle of all of my guardians, did his Ascani Sun. Yep. The area two, seven dice mystic. Um, and proceeded to daze Gamora group, kill Ronan, who then turned around and then killed Cable. And we just, we, we couldn't really work out what was going on. <laughs> like, it, it seemed to be whoever touched a model just seemed to die. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was kind of a very bloody game of attrition. Um, I was quite fortunate. Uh, Starlord moved over to one side where Beast was holding two objectives and managed to, again, take out Beast with one attack. Um, no, sorry. He did a hit and run first, so he managed to plink off a bit of damage off him, move towards him, then did a full auto and dazed him and picked up both objectives. And then the next turn killed him and basically was on the side holding two objectives, just kind of flying around, plinking off damage. By the end of it, he only had Storm left who flipped like last turn. Everyone else had died. Um, and I won 21-11. Like I say, we both kind of were laughing at the end because we said that is one of the craziest games. I think Sam was playing next to us and he looked over and he just saw all these days tokens everywhere. And he yeah. was like, what round are you on? We're like, one. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, what? And then he looked over again and he's like, what's happened now? We're like, oh, it's round two. Yeah, everyone else is dazed. <laughs> he was like, right, okay. <laughs> um, but no, it was a great game. It was I love playing against X-Men and I love playing with X-Men. So it's always a good, uh, good laugh. And Cable was just bonkers sometimes. I always find Cable's, he's in a weird spot being a five threat. He can sometimes just do all the work or he does nothing. And yeah, it, yeah, he's 
like I say, sometimes you think with the defensive capabilities that he's got with the shield and range five plasma and he's got the uh, place within two and everything like that, you think, yeah, he's really good. And then and he gains extra two power a turn. Um, and then sometimes he just yeah seems to die to nothing. So uh, great game again. But like I say, it was it was nice. It was I kind of said I'd be happy with four wins all weekend. So I got two straight away. So it was um it was a nice start to the weekend. Yeah, I I had on the the Sunday I had a game against Cable and he did some randomness as well. Like he's like many five threat leaders where they are they, when they go well they they really do go well, but they just lack that consistency that you really want if you spend yes. five threat on them. Um, but now good great start to the day two and zero. So I have Jed who um. I've been to many tournaments where Jed's been, and I think this was the first time we've ever actually played. So it was good, and, and we know Jed is a really good player, so I knew what I was... Uh, I kind of expected what I was going to get. We got struggle for the cube and infinity formula, so we had power power galore um, all over the shop, and Jed was running defenders. Yeah. And we ended up on 17, so I had priority. Jed chose 17 throughout and so this is the second game in a row struggle for the cube there's a theme here um and i ended up with my same 17 that i ran last time so angela valkyrie loki and thor and he pulled out luke cage steve uh sorry luke cage doctor strange moon knight valkyrie and iron fist so we had Essentially, Valkyrie and Angela go down my left against his Moon Knight, Valkyrie and uh, Iron Fist. So he deployed in a way where he had options for both Iron Fist and Doctor Strange, I think. He kind of put a couple on either side and then put quite a few in the middle. Um, My Angela went again and got two cubes. And then on the right, we had Doctor Strange and Luke Cage against Loki and Thor. Now, once more, Loki and Thor held their own. Caused a couple of problems, but didn't didn't do enough. I don't think Thor fluffed a couple of dice rolls against Luke Cage, where he kind of left him on one. On the left-hand side, Angela and Valkyrie once again failed miserably with... I think it was Moon Knight just annihilated them both. He, he really popped off. Um, Iron Fist also had enough power round two to do Iron Fist which uh, didn't help. So that kind of, again, that that's where the game was lost. Having said that, he went up quite um, far. So I went up 6-4 round one. But then end of round four, I had just Thor and Loki left, where he's had uh, everybody. And I think both Thor and Loki were healthy, whereas a couple of his were dazed. At that point, it was 13-10. Managed somehow to pull it back to 16-all. So it was it was an interesting one. We got to 16-all, but I was just running out of bodies at this point. I think Thor had a cube on him and only one health left. So there was nothing I could do there. He was going to die. So I think round five, Thor died at the start. So he did. Uh, dazed himself so he dropped that token Loki had two maybe three on him 
and he was still alive at that point. And so essentially I knew I could score three if I kept Loki alive, but that's all I could do. He managed to score six, I think it was. So he kept the four points and the two that he had and managed to, he didn't manage to get Loki. Loki managed to run away because he had enough power to do um, Trickster a couple of times when he was attacked. So he ran away into the corner, but we knew we didn't need to. It was just to get extra points for, for Jed as much as anything had I think there was a couple of times where I forgot to use Thor's leadership which I should have done and that proved crucial I think on the Thor one where he had one left and missed one earlier on ah. had he survived that then I probably could have scored the bomb point which would have been a two three well it would have been a three point swing because he would have kept the cube scored that bottom point um which then would have given me Two points there was a what, four point swing, um, which considering I lost by three would have been enough. But it yeah. was it was super close. It kind of felt like it got away from me. But then actually all the cubes were on the right hand side bar one. So although we had three characters having days my two, there weren't actually that many points over there. The points were on the right where Loki and Thor were doing okay. Uh, so yeah, it finished. Uh, so we were sixteen, sixteen, five, and then round six. Sorry, went to. 1922 uh, to Jed. So that was two in a row that I'd lost um, using exactly the same threat, same characters. <laughs> I'm just going, oh, okay, this this is going well. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, having said that, I believe at that point you'd won, me and Tom had lost, I think Sam won, and it was down to Anth. So I think we'd gone to two and two again. And then again, it was down to that last one. I can't remember if it was... Um, I think it was me. Or you. you. Was it you? Yeah, it was me because you came over and went, I didn't want to put any pressure on you when you were playing. I, was like, I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> that was, like, was the oh, difficult okay. thing. I didn't I didn't want to go over to people's tables and be like, oh, we're two and two. This is on you. Um, so I kind of just wandered around looking at the tables to see what was going on, not getting too close. But um, yeah you winning yours tipped the balance for us and got us to 2-0, and which was a bit of a shock. We then had lunch. Um, pizzas were unfortunately delayed, which kind of broke lunch up a little bit. Um, but uh, my pizza was <laughs> my pizza was one of the last to turn up, which at the time I was disappointed by. But in the end, I was quite glad because it meant that I was fuller later in the day, if that makes sense. Um, yes. And then we got to round three and mm-hmm. we played the Bunga Bunga Boys, I believe. Um, yeah. And this was the Italian team. And we were on stream again. Yes, I was quite surprised by that, um, that we ended up back on stream because they'd already said um, up front that whoever was in the finals was going to be on stream. So had we won the next round we knew we would be on stream for the final which would mean we were yeah. on stream for three out of the four rounds i don't think anybody wanted to see us uh, on stream for that many rounds um speak for yourself <laughs> i'm just trying <laughs> to find yeah so we played the bunga bunga boys who are down as italy on the spreadsheet and these were the guys that came across and were very so up until this point we hadn't really looked at terrain or anything like that um and i know me and tony are going to talk about this in 
later, but they they took it quite seriously as to where the terrain, what table had what size terrain, and you know there was a lot of referencing as to what was going on. We were two and zero, oh, didn't expect to get to that point at all, and we kind of just went, "Well, just play whatever." <laughs> yeah, at that point, any kind of science had just gone out of it, um, and so you ended up playing. I played uh, David in Sinia. I think that's how he says his name. Um, yeah, so as like all the pairings were going, because it was going on for quite a while, I just there was one of the other Italians that was sat at the back, so I just kind of started mingling over to him and chatting. It turned out it was David, so we were just chatting, going, "Are you like me? Whereabouts? You just like the kind of rope one that you just get told what's happening." He's like, "Yeah." So like, I just get told who I'm playing. So like, okay, and then we're drawing each other. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, no, he had a Dark Dimension Asgard, which was an interesting mix. Um, I was quite looking forward to this because spoilers, I took Dark Dimension to the one day the next day, just as something a bit different and fun. Um, and he absolutely smashed me off the table. <laughs> it, it was I just completely shell shock so i completely happened so quickly i didn't even take a photo which said something um it, we played intrusions and uh alien ship um so we were kind of playing c map straight across the middle yeah um and yeah it, it was kind of one where he had dormammu iron man uh, X23, Honey Badger, and I'm trying to think who else he had. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. He had another three. I can't remember who it was now. Baron Zemo, that's who it was. Um, but yeah, it was, like I say, Dormammu just seemed to slap me all over the place. He was kind of using, uh, Zemo reroll. Um, he had X-23 and Honey Badger on one side that he just seemed to obliterate Gamora and Drax, I think it was, in two turns of combat. So kind of like what happened with me over the last two games I had happened in one game. It was just uh, went crazy. I did something. I found the alien core with um, Star-Lord and I was kind of flying around and he had one health left and I kind of knew, right, okay, I need to attack because otherwise I'm going to take the damage. He had bleed on him, so I, I did the, I did an attack and I did like three or four damage and Dormammu only had like two left. And I was like, oh, okay. Completely forgetting about the bleed and then just did a full auto into him. Um, with a hit and run. That's what it was. Hit and run with full auto because I was like, right, I could do the attack and then move away out of reach of like anyone. And then, uh, I did all of that and then he, I didn't do the damage, left Dormammu, I think, on one health. And then he went, you do realize Star Lord dazes from bleed. It's like, oh god, he does. <laughs> so he dazed, dropped the core. Um, and then at that point, Dormammu, I think he had, uh, I can't remember which healing ability, ability it was. So I did patch up, I think it was, right? Um, just having a look at his quick cards. Um, yeah, patch up. So he healed up five health picked up the core and then just basically moved into the bottom corner of the table holding that and uh ended up winning 16-8 and then he brought back uh Baron Zemo as well 
So Baron Zemo came back completely healthy and just went and kind of grabbed an objective. So at the end, I literally had uh, no one. Yeah, he tabled me and scored like and scored exactly sixteen to uh, win the game. So it it was kind of a surprise because I've never I've only played against Dark Dimension once before, and yeah, if Dormammu slaps, he can slap pretty hard. Um, so it kind of made me a bit excited for the next day because I said to him, oh, I'm, I'm playing it tomorrow. Um, but no, it, it was a great game. It, it, we had like laughs all the way through despite the, um, kind of one-sidedness of it. But, um, no, it, again, it was just great to play someone who I don't think I'll ever play again unless they can't kind of come over to another team's event. No, absolutely. Um, and that was the beauty of this event, wasn't it? We, we knew we, there was a chance to play people that you're never going to. You know, you never normally get to play. Um, yeah. This was one of those perfect examples. So managing to play two completely new groups of people w- was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I wanted to do the team event. In the week leading up to it, uh, the Protect team like tried to grudge us round one, and we were like, no, like we, we want to go and play like people who we don't want to play like we, we want to play the international teams etc so uh no i'm kind of glad that we did refuse that because uh yeah to play an italian and a spanish team um that yeah, kind of made my weekend to be honest so it's all good so yeah unfortunately i took the first loss for me for the day um how did you fare not much better so <laughs> I ended up playing Aldo, uh, who's the team captain. And yeah, we ended up on the table where we were doing all the pairings. We were doing the pairings and then at the end it was just me versus him. And he was running Conda Web Warriors list. So he could have gone one way or the other. You know, he, he's got options either way and then he's filled it up with some solid three and four threats in between there. Um, so we rolled off and we ended up with, once again struggle for the cube and he ended up have using a cosmic invasion black order descent on earth so another d map this time not a pay to flip though so we ended up on 17 again and i decided to mix it up a little bit and had angela thor loki and this time I did go with bucky barnes so winter soldier just to sit on that back point because i knew because it wasn't paid to flip I'd need somebody to sit on my back point for me. Um, He went with Black Panther, Rogue, Shuri, Winter Soldier, and Iron Fist. And again, so one of the best things about Loki and Thor is sibling rivalry. It's such a great card. One of the limitations of it is you need to line them up together. And when you're only putting down four characters, it really does limit your deployment. I ended up actually splitting them up for this one. I can't remember whether I just didn't take the card or whether in deployment I decided against it. Um, But Loki went up my left. Winter Soldier stayed on my right. Thor went up my right. And then Angela was in the middle to go pick one up and then go one way or the other. Pretty sure he had priority um, from memory. But in essence... No, it looks like I must have done. So Angela went and got the middle one and then went across to one of the the right-hand um, secure. Bucky stayed at the back. Loki went up the left and faced off with Rogue. His 
Oh no, his Black Panther went in the middle and got the um, cube. And I think we must have taken it off them. I can't exactly remember. Oh no, sorry. So, Black Panther, he had priority. Black Panther went in the middle and then Angela went up and took his one of his cubes because she could double long move. So it took one of his cubes. Thor went up and took the right objective. Loki went up to take the left-hand objective and the cube there, but uh, Rogue was there and I didn't fancy that. Um, Loki held his own with Rogue. Not a problem there. Um, as I say, this was all on stream and the bits you will see on stream, you don't actually see my dice because I've watched a little bit of the stream back. So it's on, on the Twitch channel for The Honest Wargamer. And you'll just see me throwing my arms around a lot because everything I tried to do with Thor and Angela just failed. My opponent was laughing. Like, just simple things. And then Iron Fist had enough power, managed to Iron Fist one of them. Shuri just pushed everybody around and gave re-rolls to everyone. Um, Loki pulled back into the middle because I knew I couldn't cope on both fronts. So I knew I... I had more cubes than him, and I thought, right, let's just sit on two objectives with three cubes and we'll be all right. Winter Soldier actually was probably my MVP in this game. He sat on, like I say, the back uh, objective and scored me quite a few points, and at one point he took on both Rogue and his Winter Soldier and did quite well in it all, um, but it wasn't to be. Um, ended up losing that one by, I think it was... 17 to 15. That sounds quite a close result. Yeah. It felt a lot worse than that, um, which is kind of why it feels like just a couple of things going my way. I, I felt like I could have done that one, but the dice just weren't there, and sometimes you just got accepted. Problem with the likes of Thor and Angela are they are so dice dependent. Um, yes. You know, yeah. Wakanda have got a standard reroll plus Shuri giving them rerolls. Plus, you know, lots of things going on there. Black Panther counting blanks, etc. Iron Fist counting blanks. It it's a it was a tough nut to crack. Um, and without Heimdall and Scourge, it was probably one one too far. Fair enough. We as a team did not impress on the stream this time. Unfortunately, <laughs> not only did you and I lose, everybody in our team lost. It was a, a whitewash, <laughs> which is, is never whitewash. great on a stream, is it? Um, no, they were definitely there to. Uh compete <laughs> like they, i think they smashed every single one of us off the table so uh no they, they definitely knew what they were doing so yes definitely and they were they were a really good bunch it was played really you know really well um yeah but they knew what they were doing oh definitely yeah yeah so that takes us to round four so mm-hmm. we we flew high, but too too close to the sun, and I wouldn't say came crashing down, but we then dropped down, and we ended up playing epic flail. Epic flail. There we go. Yes. So, um, I I believe they were one and two at this point, and we'd been paired down, because uh, we were two one. I think the five nil thumping pu- pushed us down a bit. <laughs> um. And who did you get from Epic Flail? Uh, so I got Kurt. I don't know his surname because it, the list said Kurt and a long shank says Kurt. So Just yeah, Kurt, I got Kurt. Um, he had Guardians as well. So we kind of had a mirror, Guardians mirror match. 
I, I say mirror match. It's not a mirror match. It's a mirror affiliation, but the lists were nowhere near the same. He had pure guardians. We included. He had uh, Angela as well in his. Um, he also had Hulk, Ghost Rider, and uh, was it Baron Zemo or Iron Man? I'm trying to remember which one it was now. Some quick look now. Baron Zemo. Yes. So yeah, I was like, I, I quite. I was like, oh yeah, sounds quite good. That's should be fun. Um, we got Research Station and Cosmic Invasion. So, uh, yeah, I've already played that twice <laughs> today, uh, on that day. Um, and he chose 16 Threat. So, we were chatting earlier and you were like, yeah, Black Order's the best 16 Threat in the game. And I was like, you know what, it's the last game, I'm going to play Black Order. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> it just nothing worked <laughs> um yeah it just i couldn't roll dice it, a bit like your game last game like i did quite well to start off with by getting he had um uh star lord Groot, rocket ghost rider and then he also had he had another three and i'm trying to think who it was now oh baron zemo as well of course he had baron zemo okay. But yeah, I kind of I was very conscious of Ghost Rider and how much damage and annoyance he can be more than anything. Um, so with Thanos, I very much tried to control him and push him far back. So kind of I moved all the way to the middle point where the researcher was and managed to teleport um, Ghost Rider basically to the back of the board, which helped me for one turn. Um, but the problem was I was three wide. And it just, I just couldn't get anything going off. Uh, he, Kurt admitted he, he's only been playing for about six months, but for the first four months, he played Black Order, exactly the like, list I had. So he kind of goes, yeah, I knew exactly like how to play against him anyway. Um, and he just focused on, um, Corvus in two turns, just killed him outright, <laughs> which doesn't help. Um, and then Thanos, tried going in with uh, the Cosmic Blast. So yeah, it was uh, eight dice. I did two eight dice attacks. I was hoping to get a wild to get the throw off. Yeah. So yeah, in, <laughs> so in one turn, I did two strikes, uh, hoping to get a throw with a wild, didn't get a single bit, and didn't roll a single hit. And then the next turn, I rolled two eight dice Cosmic Blast with a hoping for a wild to push the character away. I didn't roll a single hit or wild. And it became that thing of, I want my Guardian re-rolls back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I rolled that many dice and did nothing. And he even just went, yeah, the moment he did that, it was kind of like, just gave me basically a free turn, well, free two turns to just smash him. Um, Yeah, it was very much over in less than 45 minutes because I left to go back to the house to shower with 45 minutes left in the round. So, um, yeah, it was very much over very quickly, and it was a 19-4 win to Kurt. I just don't think I'll play Black Order again. I, I just I don't think they're the play style I like. Uh, I didn't like having three characters as well. I like having quite a few options and being able to kind of do tricks rather than you're relying on these three. And like you said, once he he knew he had to target Corvus, get rid of Corvus so he couldn't really do the damage. And then I've got Thanos and Proxima to try and cover 
four objectives and the researcher. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was a mistake on my part. I should have just gotten Guardians again, but I thought, well, it's game four. I've not actually used Black Order once yet. Uh, I'll use them in this one. It's the last game. And f- thankfully, it didn't really cost us. So, uh, no. yeah. But it, it is kind of a bit of a an advert as such for making sure that you play things you enjoy as such. You know, yes. just because the internet says it's the best doesn't mean it's the best for you. And, um, you know, I think you found that out the previous weekend in Scotland with Crimson. We, yes. we all know how strong Crimson are, but they just weren't right for you. Similarly, Guardians are very strong and they are good for you. Black Order is very strong. Doesn't work for you. It's yeah. just everybody's different, aren't they? Yeah, I could. I think over time, especially with a newer character like Supergiant and Black Swan, like I think you can probably make Black Order work. But I just found them, like I said, uh, like you have two turns of not doing anything, and suddenly you've like lost your whole team. So um, I'm sure I'll use some of the characters going down. I'm not going to use Thanos again, like. Just don't enjoy Thanos. I know not a lot of people enjoy Thanos, especially when he's splashed in everywhere. Um, but no, I, I kind of I've been looking at Black Swan and Supergiant and looking at them for future lists. So I'm sure I'll get to play them at some point and uh, try them out. But watch this yes, space. So, yeah. So I finished on two two for the day, which was kind of what I wanted. Um, I had four great games. Like I said, there wasn't a single game where I was like, oh, okay, that was a like rubbish opponent or anything. Like I had four great opponents and four great games. I just had two where I had really good dice and two where my opponents just played it a lot better than I did. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a great day. Excellent. So I ended up with Liam Jordan, the captain, and Liam and I had met a couple of times before, but... I wasn't sure whether we'd played or not. And I said, have we played? And he's like, no. I was like, excellent. That's my fourth in a row of brand new opponents. Um, We ended up on Struggle for the Cube and Portal's <laughs> Overrun City with Spider People. So once more, um, very similar. This time we went 18. So I ran Revengers. So Valkyrie, Thor, Loki, Hulk. Um, and he, ran, he was running X-Men. So he had Beast, Magic, X-23, Domino, Storm, and Lockjaw. Okay. So he he did some jank. Essentially, Hulk went in the middle to get the cube, and I didn't realize that you could journey through Magic, your opponents. And as soon as I said it, I realized you could. But it wasn't a play I was expecting to happen. And he pulled Hulk in and then he unleashed his entire team. He failed to daze him round one. I think he left him on one for round two. I was then able to field dress him round three and he eventually died round four. So it was a bit unlucky. It was a good idea to try. But what it meant was that he sacrificed some of the crisis to get the kill of Hulk because he knew how important Hulk was. Yeah. What that led to was me being able to get up on crisis points because they paid flips. I was able to flip two of them and just leave them. There was a third that I don't think either of us managed to flip. We kept rolling skulls, getting placed all over the shop. He flipped his back one and then it was just about the cubes. It was 
very close. X-23, Valkyrie kind of slugged it out for a bit. Thor got involved. Beast did his jumping around. Domino caused chaos. He used Lockjaw really well to reposition, to put people in the right places. I was able to daze a few of them early and kind of keep the pressure on. And it more or less came down to Loki had some gems. And sorry, Loki had some cubes and he was away in the corner and he needed Beast to get him, basically to keep him in the game. We measured it out and he did his uh, spender, but he did his spender range three. I think at that point he dazed Loki and he went to pick them up. At that point we realised that actually he couldn't do it because his spender's range two. So he then right. went back and re-rolled his builder, which kind of then fluffed his less dice, but then fluffed, which meant that he couldn't then daze Loki. He got the place, and I think he flipped one of them, but that's essentially what it came down to. He he managed to do well to get Hulk down. I think he dazed Thor, but didn't finish him off. Um, I think he may have got rid of Valkyrie, but it it was brutal. Um, but Loki had kind of stayed out on the flank a little bit. He'd come in and dealt with Storm. Not particularly difficult to do, I know. But Gaming had done that and he'd put his range four, I'm really annoying, aura on, making everybody spend extra, which yeah. made a big difference because there were quite a few times when he went to do some things and I was like, oh, have you paid the extra? Oh, no, I can't do that now. Uh, you know, like Lockjaw can only do one teleport instead of two. Just Just little things like that. Um, and I managed to pull out an 18-12 win. It was a great game. Done. Um, Liam's a really good player. He knows his X-Men really well. And, you know, they proved very probably X-23 is just, just a pain in the, it's just so hard to shift with the healing yeah. and all of that and the re-rolls, um, getting cover. There was so much to it. Uh, Domino likewise is a real pain, but managed to pull out the win. So did, finally did us proud. Um, I can't remember who was last to finish, but essentially we managed to win that one as well. I think, did we go 4-1 on that one? Yes, we did, yes. yeah. Uh, so everybody won. So Tom won. So Tom hadn't won up until that point, but Tom managed to win that one as well. So me and Tom ended up going 1-3. and three. You went 2-2. Two and two, and, mm-hmm. and, and Sam went 3-1, only losing yep. that whitewash that we had. So... We went into... So there was Best Painted that was put up at lunchtime and I took a video of that and put that on Twitter and Instagram. So if you haven't seen that, go. I think it's just on Twitter, actually. Go check that out. That got a lot of likes. Um, there were some fantastic rosters there. Um, one of the things we were saying was that they weren't as poppy as we expect for Marvel or I've always expected... I think people are still a little bit in the realism mode of the likes of 40k, etc., where they yeah, a bit darker and washers yeah. and not comic-y style brightness. I I know what you mean. Yeah, but but some really really impressive paint jobs in there. Um, and then the awards came, and I will we'll we'll cut to uh Tony doing uh, me and Tony talking about these, but it suffice to say that. When the uh, our placing was announced, we were somewhat shocked. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So they went and the uh, best of British that didn't uh, what was it? didn't win 
was our other dice roll crits. And we all just looked at each other and went, what? <laughs> we're like, are you sure? Yep. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're sure. We're like, okay. <laughs> so um, no, that was amazing to pick up an award and get a team team, uh, team award for it. So Absolutely. Um, and, and because the, the other British team was actually captained by a Welsh, I can say I was the highest ranked English captain. No, that's what I'm sticking with. It's going to be my little... <laughs> prize for a year um but no it was an absolutely fantastic like i say played two international teams um two teams that will probably most of those players will play again but still managed to get games against opponents i haven't yet played people i've seen a lot but not played um and I, like i said the overall atmosphere was fantastic I, I really felt that um it was done right and it was a, a great advert for teams being what teams are yeah definitely i, I think despite the searing heat that was in that room just through like the amount of people that were in there so there was what 80 players yeah yeah 80, 80 players. players then there was a kind of a i think it was siege studios were doing a painting lesson down there and there were a couple of people playing like 40k as well so there was probably just shy of 100 in that room it was um very warm <laughs> like it, it just through bodies, like I mean, it was warm obviously all weekend, but it, yeah, just through bodies. You you went into the store and it was nice and cool, and it was just like, oh, this is a like I just want to stay out of here. But yeah, you, you definitely hit a wall when you walked in there. So um, yeah, for everyone to kind of stay kind of buzzing for the whole day, it was it was definitely good to see. Yeah, no, uh, as I say, on the way back we were all like, definitely do it again. You know, if it gets advertised again, we're definitely in. Uh, we'll try and keep the the team together. Um, mm-hmm. No, Thomas was very keen to to stay with us. So if we get a chance, we'll definitely keep the five of us together because it was it was a really good mix, and I think we we kind of all worked well together. So um, yeah, if we can do, definitely next year we'll have the five of us again. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we're going to cut now to me and Tony talking about the results, and then we'll come back and we'll do a quick wrap up, and we're going to cover the singles event in our next episode. And welcome back. And so, Tony, do you have the results? Uh, yeah, this is hot off the press, actually, Martin. This hasn't been released anywhere. So, you you know, uh, is that a hot take or uh, exclusive? I don't know what, what, what you're <laughs> on to say. But um, do, should we go in, in, in full reverse order style? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, we have... Um, propping the, uh, the the group up was um, Danny's uh, protect team. There we go. Um, yeah, they unfortunately failed to win any of their rounds. Um, in fact, they got five victories between them uh, over the whole uh, day. Um, but you know, still smiling and and, and whatnot uh, as as we saw out the Saturday. Um, also on five wins, but did manage to win a round was Colm uh, Colm team. Um, so named because he didn't give me a name and the captain <laughs> Colm. So uh, so so they were um, in fifteenth. Um, the Irish team um, were there in fourteenth. Is that right? Yeah, uh, with seven wins um, and they managed to win uh, one of the rounds. So. Uh, I think they were very much propped up by one very strong player who won. I think he won his three, if not four, of his games. So uh, 
yeah, yeah. I think uh, that they're, they're planning on uh, putting a bit of bit of thought in them uh, coming back stronger next year. So that'd be a, a one to watch. Then we had our Merck uh, team. So this was the UN and then it became NATO and then it finished as Dane Law, uh, led by uh, Gil, who'd come over uh, from, I want to say Denmark, I think it was. But I always get confused on over that, that neck of the woods. Yeah, it's um, Denmark. That's what he's in Longshanks anyway. Oh, yeah, Dane Law, isn't it? There you go. So um, he uh, he he had the unfortunate or fortunate uh, task of putting together a team of uh, uh, of people uh, that he hadn't met before. So um, uh, Dane as a uh, uh, Rick. Um, uh, who else did we have on that team? That's awful. I can't remember. Um, no, it's gone. Um, but yeah, so, so they, uh, they they put that together. Um, obviously, not knowing anyone, it was a bit of a um, <laughs> last man last man to blink kind of thing. So uh, it's quite interesting. Um, but they uh, won the the final round um, right. and and got eight wins overall. So uh, not too bad considering um, that they were sort of our last minute um, sort of put together team. Yeah, um, and I think Gil is looking at certainly coming back to the UK. He wants to get um, sort of a, a proper uh, team together next time. Um, so it'll uh, be interesting to see how how that pans out for those guys. We then had uh, the uh, team is pain, um, and they uh, only won uh, one round, which is the first one, but like completely won that one. Um, so, um, but they had such a hard run because of that, I think. So, uh, yeah, I think they, uh, yeah, they, they just had a really hard run. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finishing up the, uh, sort of the one round wins was, um, the epic flail guys. All right. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, that, that sort of came down to the, uh, the capped, between uh, Team is Pain and Epic Flail uh, VPs uh, to split those out. So they were both on 10 game wins each. Oh, nice and close. Yeah, yeah. This, there, is, there, is, um, there, there is some close scores here. So um, we then go on to the, the two round uh, winners. Um, and both my, uh, my, 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 my local boys are in this bracket, uh, separated by uncapped uh, VPs, uh, but uh, ten wins apiece for the underpowered scoundrels for mediocre syndicate, uh, and then just pipping them as the Mancunians of the multiverse. And then we had the the guys that from the uh, the southwest who got annihilated in the first round, and then uh, sort of come good. Uh, we posting some good results after that, and then. I've no idea where we're up to in terms of numbers. Five, six, seventh, um, so in the top half now, uh, was the Scottish team, the Highlanders, led by Ewan. Uh, obviously, Alan Gibb on there, who we both know well from uh, from any event that you yep. could care to mention. <laughs> he is very well travelled, is that man? Uh, so they got eleven wins overall, but again, a bit of a slow start, and then uh, picked up pace as the day went on. Um, and then the, I guess, the top of that two win round win bracket was the brotherhood of evil londoners um and they sort of did the opposite in fact they, they started pretty strong with a couple of round wins and then 
had a very, very close uh, round three that came down to you know, like a 14-15 kind of score for the last one. They were two and two, and uh, unfortunately for them, it went it went the other way. But um, yeah, they they put up a, a good uh, a good fight, as it were. So um, they were in sixth, and then because of the the slight mix-up, uh, we've got three on three wins. And we've got two on four. So the, the the bottom of the three win teams was your team, Martin. So that's the our other dice roll crits. Yep. Um, now that did mean that you got you guys got the best British team. Hashtag spoilers. Yes. Um, we were very surprised by. <laughs> well, yeah, because what I what I'd said is um, the champions were going to not be able to win the best of. Yeah. British or international, because um, it seems silly that one team went away with 10 out of the 15 trophies. Um, and yeah, everyone else above you, apart from one other, were all um, sort of Italian and Spanish teams. So uh, yeah, you, you guys got the, the best of British, uh, but finished in, in fifth place, which is, is very commendable. Uh, and you guys, I think, had two goes on the stream. I think, Yes, we did. We I ended know. up twice yeah. on the stream. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was good, and I do need to watch those back actually, because uh, uh, certainly the the, light, the the later rounds, because uh, it was Aaron and Chris commentating, and uh, the the feedback is that those guys were really insightful in terms of what they were talking about and how they were they were putting that across. So uh, yeah, I need to uh, to give those a watch. Um, and then in uh, fourth place, we had uh, the five trucker lockers one cup. Uh, they got 12 match wins and then Aldo's Bunga Bunga Boys in third place with 14 match wins, which is actually the highest number of match wins across the day. We we gave them five, so. <laughs> well, yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, it just shows it, it's uh, it's how you, you put, pull it out as a team. Absolutely. What's important, so. Uh, and then in second place, we had uh, Average Joe's, Alessandro's uh, team there. Um, now, it was super, super close between one and two. And it came down to the um, the capped uh, VPs. Um, but the ball, bald and the beautiful, led by Jonah, um, did pretty well on the uh, on the VP front. And they were 42 ahead. So 247 to 289 uh, VPs. So um, they 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 put in some you know some, some solid wins in in that sense, uh, sort of taking the event overall. So uh, yeah, they did uh, they did did well there. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that you know third place ended up on more overall wins because you you win the round as a team, and that's obviously yeah. the first uh, the, the first thing that we look at. Uh, drops them down to, uh, to to third, so uh, that that's for the Bunga Bunga boys. But yeah, the uh, the the travelling international uh, groups did uh, exceptionally well overall. Yeah, massive congratulations to Jonah and his team. Um, very hard fought victories all the way across. So they did extremely well to to take that. And like you say, it was a really strong showing from the internationals to have what three of the top four all to be international teams really says mm. something yeah absolutely I think there were only about five or six international teams across the the piece uh yeah five yeah so uh 
yeah, but no, I say overall, uh, very good efforts uh, from everyone. Yeah, indeed. Do you want to just touch on what happened with the the mix up for those that weren't there? Yeah. So, so what what we did because um, you know these groups from similar uh, areas. So you know the Spanish groups are kind of one bigger group that have split into two teams for the event. Um, obviously, there's a couple of Manchester teams, a couple up from the northeast. So what I did, I split the 16 teams into four random groups, but like almost like a seeding in that sense you know but i made sure that certain teams were in different pots uh so they wouldn't see each other on the tabletop until the semi-finals and the idea was that within the four round one was completely random and then the two winners played and the two losers played which then gave you a semi-final a final and a clear winner um but what happened one of the sheets um came back in after round one with the names of the team the wrong way around, uh, which I completely missed. And uh, my, my good lady uh, doing the admin completely missed, although she wouldn't really recognise yeah. the name anyway. Um, but basically that meant that um, because that, that was transposed, the wrong score went in. So when we did the, the winners versus the winners, that team effectively played down. Um, so when we only sort of realised when we sort of worked our way further through the event that uh, that that couldn't have happened. So um, yeah, we uh, we had to hope and pray and cross fingers. But um, yeah, it, you know, so one and two were, were both undefeated teams. Um, it's just uh, one of one of those things, I guess. No, absolutely, and you know, I don't think there was major issues from it. It's, but you say it's just one of those things. It was a genuine mistake, put down the wrong way, and then once it's in, you kind of you can get halfway through a couple more rounds before people realise, well, hang on, we we are undefeated, and they're undefeated, and they're undefeated. How how have we got to this point? And then like you say go back and and redo it, but you can't go back in time. There's nothing you can do about it from that perspective. It is what it is, and it it fell that way. We were glad that it fell that way. In that, um, you know, had it been swapped one and two swapped the other way around, then we wouldn't have got the best bridge. So more than happy with it to go that way. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, at the end of the day, it's um, uh, you know, the uh, both the undefeated teams being a different, you know, international British. Uh, yeah, they all got a you know trophies and rewarded in that sense. So. Uh, yeah, it didn't feel bad because it, 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 uh, you know you, you're completely undefeated and you know you're second and but you're international and first was international or both yeah. British and you sort of walk away with nothing would have felt uh, a little bit uh, bad in that sense. But uh, I think in that you know just from that point of view, selfishly, it, it worked out okay. No, absolutely. And if anybody wants to see the individuals, how, what uh, each individual did, that's what's on Longshank. So uh, it's under MCP Nations 2022 Individual Scores, event 5129. For anybody who's interested, you can go on there. There's a couple of people who have put lists on, but not many. No, um, I, I didn't, I didn't enforce it because we had the result. Uh, we had the lists. Yeah sort of issued as a pdf and i thought asking them people to copy and paste no absolutely that seemed a bit of a, a over complication yeah. so yeah. Uh, 
Um, I have been made aware that a couple of those scores in there are, are incorrect for, for various reasons, but mo- most of it's uh, correct and it didn't affect the team overall scores. Right. Um, but there was a couple of bits where you know someone had won with a wiping opponent out, but the scores were the other way around. Yeah, I think that happened to Tom uh, um, at one point, but um, didn't make a like you say didn't make major differences across the piece. No, because we were capturing the wins and losses on paper and spreadsheet. So you know, for the from a team perspective, it, it wasn't an issue. Excellent. Welcome back. So as you can hear, we managed to go quite well, and, and we managed to get a, uh, a trophy. Um, we, we all got one. So it, originally we thought we were just going to, the team captains would get one, but actually everybody in the team got one. So Yeah. Which was, was great. Nice. So we've all now got a trophy that says we're the, the best of British. We don't have to actually explain that meant we came fifth, but um, <laughs> we, we are the best of British. Um, so yeah, it, it was an absolutely great day, as we said. Um, brilliant for advert for teams. Um, and we'll definitely do again. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Um, we're going to cover the singles in episode 22, which we'll be recording later on this week. Um, so, Chalmers, if people want to get you on the socials. On the interwebs, yeah. I am at, at Tales of War Games. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I am going to start doing some Marvel videos again for painting, so that is definitely on my list. It's just getting around to doing it so yeah watch out space it'll be happening over the summer for sure excellent and i am at martin swaffield on instagram twitter i'm tales of crisis in the discords i'm in quite a few of those so you may may or may not see me and the youtube channel i think we've got a separate tales of crisis one where i'm putting the battle reports which again plans to do more of those i've already got a couple lined up for the coming weeks so that should be good we should try and get a more regular flow of those going i think we all came away from this weekend extremely buzzing for mcp which is great yeah definitely yeah it's uh i'm i'm determined to stick with one faction now but i just need to work out which one it is (laughs) might take a while (laughs) excellent until next time good night take care